1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad talking about interesting ways you maybe be obtained sports memorabilia or things that you wish you had either regrettably gave away or lost. Here's an interesting one from uh, an anonymous texter. By the way, if you put a, a name or a handle you want to use on Chad on your text, I appreciate that more likely to read your texts, but I'll get this from uh, an anonymous texter tonight. Who says, read, in the last year of the WHA, the WHA All-Star team played a series against the Russian national team. They had the banquet in Edmonton, and I attended. The banquet program had the team rosters on it, and I had all of the players on both teams autograph it. The WHA team included Gretzky. And Gordy and Mark Howe. Man, that is pretty cool. That is an awesome memory. Absolutely. 7804960063. Seahawks leading the Saints 7 0 Monday Night Football. They're four and a half minutes into the second quarter. The Saints with a fourth and one from the Seattle 45. They lined up to go for it. And now there's a penalty on the play. It's a penalty or a timeout. We'll see what happens here. NHL tonight. Yeah, there was somebody called the timeout, so it'll be fourth and one. Here's what's going on in the NHL the Leafs trailing the Hurricanes 3 1 with 16 minutes to go in the third. Flames up 2 0 on the Rangers, five minutes into the third period. Also in the third, Sabres lead the Lightning 3 1. And the Panthers lead the Coyotes 3 1. After two in Ottawa, it is 6 4 for the Capitals. TJ Oshie has a hat trick. Alexander Ovechkin has his sixth of the season. Drake Batherson has two goals for the Ottawa Senators. 6-4 Washington after two periods. Blue Jackets taking it to the Stars. 3-0 in the third. In the second period, no score between the Kings and the Blues. Oh, Coyotes and Panthers. I don't want to forget about them. Even though most of the fans in those markets have. Ha, ha, ha. Panthers uh, leading the Coyotes 3-1 early in the third. The shots are 31-13 for the Panthers, who should be a pretty good club this year. And it is the Raptors leading the Bulls 88-75. thus with about two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Okay, there's the update. No Mike Smith at Oilers practice today. Doubtful for Wednesday. Maybe he's going to come back on Saturday in Vancouver. The Wednesday game, Oilers home to the Flyers. Six o'clock face-off show here on 630, Chad. The game's at 8. We got a football game on Friday. Six o'clock countdown to kickoff. And 745 for the start of the game against Hamilton. Elks were on a bye week last week, uh, back at practice now. And, of course, defensive back Aaron Grimes, who's going to join us on Inside Sports tomorrow night, was asked about that dropped interception that could have won it for the Elks against Winnipeg.
0: I got to make that play for my team. You know, not for myself, but for my team. You know, it's no secret we're struggling right now. And, uh, you know, the vets, you know, the great players, they end up
1: making those plays uh, uh, to win those games, right? And uh, that's a play that I, I usually make. I trust myself to make. I will make it should it come again, but I didn't that time. And, um, you know, that's the nature of the business. You know, everybody messes up, but, you know, how you bounce back is everything. So, you know, I'm lucky. I'm fortunate I get another opportunity and hopefully many more, you know, to make that play. Uh, But I definitely felt like I let my team down with that one play. All right. That is uh, Aaron Grimes who uh, knew he was going to have to answer for that tough play as uh, we bring Dave Campbell onto the show, the producer of this program and the color analyst for Elks Football Broadcast here on 630. Dave, before we uh, dive into the football stuff, uh, memorabilia is kind of a a theme of the show today because of the the Brady football and Jack Cookson from Pro-Am Sports is going to join us a little bit later on. Actually, you you and I have known each other a long time, but we've never really talked about this kind of stuff. I I don't have a ton of stuff. I, I have some hockey cards from the 80s and early 90s i I have a couple of signed things from the uh, double e football team from players from previous eras but i generally don't seek out that kind of stuff and that's not the kind of stuff i collect what about you
2: yeah i'm not a big collector myself i mean i try to collect some hockey cards and be in that business and i sucked at it to be honest with you i mean my my biggest regret (laughs) is the 91 pro set I bought for $25, which sunk to $15 in no time flat. So I'm like, okay, this business isn't cut out for me or I'm not cut out for the business. Actually. Um, you know, I, I, I had a book. I think I still ha- I have it somewhere. That's another thing too. If I have memorabilia, some, some of it, I, I feel like I've lost, which is unfortunate, but uh, it's a book called the amazing Oilers. And I think it's from 1982 or 1983. And my aunt, my aunt Denise um, and she was really good at, at going down to West Edmonton mall and uh, getting autographs. And uh, so I remember uh, she picked up this book and it was all this book filled with autographs. And uh, it was neat to kind of, you know, Maddie Hagman and all these, you know, Stan Weir. And uh, it it was, you know, and obviously Gretzky, Messier, all the, all the, all the, the, the big ones, uh, big players. Uh, That was fun. You know, uh, you and I like CFL board games. And I have this one, it's called, I got to turn and hold my mic. So hopefully this won't sound bad. Oh, and my towel's <laughs> covering it. Cause I have a towel in my office, which is serves as a, as a kind of a buffer for the, uh, or a barrier for the, for the hard noise. But it's, I think it's called, uh, oh, it's a, it, it's a Canadian football league game. It's from 1985 and the Montreal Alouettes are not in it, but the Montreal Concords logo is in it, um, which I think is amazing. Um, when we were moving, my wife and I were moving from our condo into our house. Um, We had moved. um, Remember when Coca-Cola free plug, unfortunately um, (laughs) they would have like your name on the Coca-Cola. You collect your name. So we found them in Ottawa. When my wife came with me in 2014, we found them. And when we moved, we like, we didn't empty it, but then somehow it got punctured. So it went into my board game and it, it, ruined oh. my playbooks, it did not ruin Jeez. the board though. So I found myself very fortunate that way.
1: I didn't know that happened. Well, that's, yeah, another way Coke is harmful, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about all the sugar. It can Hey-o. spill and ru- ruin your board games. That's awful. There you go. It's <laughs> great. Well, that...
2: I mean, I'm glad I still have it.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome stuff. That's cool. Okay. Dave I Campbell checking in. Day.
2: I should show yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Well, day. you
1: have told me about that. I've, I've never seen it. And, and the the, the mind's a cards and dice play, and it's called Cold Snap. So if anybody, yeah. and the website is, is play.com, but it's play with two A's. If anybody wants to check this out, it's P L A A Y.com. And they have a bunch of sports simulation cards and dice games. And I'm, I'm assuming if you listen to Inside Sports and, uh, share any trace of my personality that, that that site may pique your interest even if it just is something you look at for fun for 15 minutes all right uh you know team's getting ready for the game here on friday and uh you know tough go Who who's this what's his name case cookus who is this dude
2: case Cookis. Yes, the new quarterback um, yes that uh, heck of a name is as, as well right so uh He was signed because, of course, they need the Elks need another quarterback with the trade of uh, Trevor Harris. So uh, 26 years of age, went to Northern Arizona, uh, recipient of the 2015 Jerry Rice Award and the stats FCS freshman player of the year. So uh, he's got a big, big army, 6'4". He's played uh, in the NFL a bit or, or been on teams, the Giants, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Raiders and uh he was also first team in the uh all big sky conference in 2015 so just completed his quarantine and was on the field today and tough on the first day I mean maybe Jamie Elizondo said I I I don't really know what we have yet but uh has a lot of good credentials from his uh his college days. so we'll see it's obviously a very young group uh led by uh taylor cornelius who's in his first year will have his fourth start on friday of course dakota prukop is the backup and the most experienced so uh yeah uh, you gotta love the name too case Cookus. i'll i'll uh, i'll take the name uh, as well it's a it's, it's very unique but uh yeah he's got some good c- credentials from his uh from his college days uh check him out on youtube uh he's got some pretty good highlights of course everyone has good highlights on youtube because everyone's agent yeah, is putting they're edited. good highlights no here's all yeah. my crap he plays here they are enjoy them for nine minutes
1: so, I'm just wondering because you're around the team a lot, obviously, and at practices and doing a lot of interviews. And now for Cornelius. I mean, it's basically kind of a month and a half because he started a couple games. Harris came back for only one game, and now he's the guy again. Have you noticed mm-hmm. any sort of a shift in Cornelius's either demeanor or confidence or execution? in practice, because that's something I'm going to be really watching. Obviously I'd love it if they ran the table, but I, I, yeah. I'm a realist. So I'm looking for some individual stories. What have you seen in Cornelius over the last few weeks?
2: You know, uh, I thought I would, you know, let's go back to the beginning, you know, when we, his, his, uh, his, first start was on September the 18th. And that was when Trevor Harris pulled himself from day to practice at the very end and said, I can't play. And that was, f- you know, due to that neck head injury he suffered in the sometime in the second quarter in the Labor Day rematch game at home against the Calgary Stampeders. And, you know, I thought Cornelius came out under, you know, a short window of preparation against the Bombers and, and showed some good things and showed some bad things. So, you know, when, when I look at his, his progression, wasn't a great start in Ottawa. He did get the ball moving downfield though rather quickly and kind of kept the uh, Elks in it when maybe they didn't have any business being in it. Against uh, against Ottawa, and uh, then he comes on in relief against the uh, Bombers in Winnipeg. That was a tough situation, and we saw the ball go downfield a little bit more regularity. Didn't work out. Uh, we definitely see his movement, though. Reed and I think that's one thing that we see compared to Trevor Harris is Taylor Cornelius is able to keep a play alive, and and I think that's uh, that's a key. Now, when I look at the last start against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers back on the 15th of this month, the 26-16 loss. Uh, I thought Cornelius, first of all, the the big check mark, he didn't turn the ball over, although he did have one or two suspect throws, but he didn't turn the ball over. But, you know, again, I think another storyline that we have spent some time on, maybe not as much, but it is a storyline. The offensive line play hasn't been very good because they've had a lot of tackles. They've had a lot of rookies play. I think there's five rookies played uh, in total on the offensive line this season. They've never had the same alignment except for one game. And uh, I think that's kind of factored into it. And I just want to see Taylor Cornelius play 60 minutes of football. Right. And I thought he was good for about two and a half quarters against Winnipeg and then kind of faded a bit. And then I think he might've suffered a hamstring injury in the fourth quarter and that might've affected him as well. But, you know, I think at practice, uh yesterday especially i saw him you know speaking to him after and it, you know he said a lot of great things about trevor harris and i think they're all true and genuine but you you saw someone that i think the aura about him now is i can play freely i don't have to worry about a 10-year veteran breathing down my neck potentially from a professional standpoint so let's see now he it, it, he's he's the guy he's the number one quarterback and i want to see how he responds to that on friday
1: yeah, I, I think so is, uh, well, and I mean, as it is, has been for a lot of, I mean, basically, to me, the story of the CFL season, a, a very, a, an awesome year for Winnipeg, a bad year for Ottawa and Edmonton, and everybody else has been very up and down. So I, I yeah. still don't really know what Hamilton team we're going to see uh, on Friday. Dave, before I let you go, uh, some know. Oilers and, stuff. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, I just, saying, I don't know. And, you know, it's, I hate to do this because it's only a nine-team league, but, They pounded the Ottawa Red Blacks, but most teams do, other than the Elks, unfortunately. But uh, let's give credit where credit's due. They have a very good defense, the Tiger Cats, led by Simone Lawrence, who's leading them in defensive plays. And Jeremiah Mazzoli has played two of his best games so far this season.
1: Before I let you go, uh, you are digging the uh, Zach Hyman era with the Edmonton Oilers, are you not? (laughs) We won't call it an era after five games.
2: (laughs) No. I, you know, and Connor McDavid is right. I heard a clip today. They've had a lot of players with net front presence. You know, I think Alex Chason was a net front presence. And I think the best one that we have had here for, uh, in, in, in the longest of times was Ryan Smith, Zach Hyman. He is so gifted at just knowing where the open spots are, you know, 10 to five feet from the, from the goal line. He is, he is tremendous. And I think we're seeing exactly what we expected. Is he doesn't need to play with a skilled player, although that, but but he can. It's great. Like it's it's sort of like Pat Maroon, who knew how to play with skilled players, but this is so much better. Uh, and and Pat Maroon was was a good net front. You can play Hyman in all situations. I had no idea he could kill penalties either. You know, I knew he would be a power play guy, a five on five guy, but he's killing penalties as well. He's got a better shot than I thought, but you know, for me, he's, he's bringing that confidence, that grit and that work ethic and that dog in the fight that you need. And uh, he digs for pucks. He goes to the net. He's got a nose for the net and he knows where to put his stick on the ice and he's really good at it. And you might think it's, well, it might be easy to take backdoor passes from Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, but we have seen over the years, Reed, especially you, that doesn't always work. Zach Hyman, knows how to make that simple play. He's been a joy to watch. It's been great. Dave, it's a joy
1: to have you on the show, Matt, have a good week getting ready for the Elks game Friday against Hammer. We'll talk to you then.
2: Thanks, buddy. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: Well, yeah, and we'll talk tomorrow, of course. That <laughs> That is Dave Campbell. Yeah. Case Cookus. Case Cookus, new quarterback on the Elks roster. Well, I got an interesting text message here about some memorabilia. It's not sports memorabilia, but it is – uh something near and dear to my heart. I'll get to that when we get back. all All right, there we go. Mark writes in. He says, Reed, I had a bunch of the 1970s Star Wars trading cards. I left them in my parents' basement, and I went uh, when I went to look for them years later, they were gone, along with all my Star Wars figures. To this day, I'm still sad and refuse to check if the cards are worth anything. Mark, that's the most tragic text this show has ever received. Another person writes in April 27th, 1999. Wayne Gretzky came back and rode around in a black Dodge Dakota at the Dallas Stars versus Oilers playoff round. Uh, Gretzky sat in a booth six rows behind me in section 122. At the end of the second, he disappeared into the main concourse. I went downstairs and I crossed paths with him alone as he was just entering the player exit in front of the old 630 Chet sound booth. He signed my number 99 Wayne Gretzky jersey. That is cool. I, when I first started reading that to, to that person, I thought maybe you you got the Dodge Dakota as memorabilia. That would have been pretty cool, too. But nice little meeting with Gretzky there. The Otwell Oiler says, hey, Reed, I have, double e, I have a double E collector's picture called Flight 1000. The players in the picture, Warren Moon, Brian Kelly, Tom Scott, and Waddell Smith. The theme, all three receivers had 1,000 yards and a 16-game schedule. That is pretty cool. 780-496-0063. We'll, uh, we'll dive a little more deeper into the world of memorabilia with Jack Cookson from Pro-Am Sports. Of course, we'll update the scoreboard for you as the Flames were trying to finish off the Rangers. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Okay, good to have you tuning in tonight. The Flames are going to beat the Rangers. It's 5-1 in the final minute of the third period, so a good showing for Calgary tonight. Meanwhile, one minute left in Carolina. The Hurricanes lead the Maple Leafs 3-1. Columbus has knocked off the Dallas Stars 4-1. Late in the second period, still looking for the first goal between the Kings and the Blues. Late in the third, Panthers up 4-3 on the Coyotes. Shots are 39-19 for Florida. Florida. The Capitals leading the Senators 7-5 with eight minutes left. T.J. Oshie has a hat trick. Ovechkin has two goals, up to five on the season. And the Buffalo Sabres are 3-1-1 thanks to a 5-1 win over Tampa Bay. Surprisingly good start for the Sabres here. Uh, Pardon me, 4-1-1 make that. Uh, The Lightning dropped to 2-3-1 as uh, Drake Kajula, the former Edmonton Oilers, scores for the Buffalo Sabres in that one. Basketball tonight. Raptors fighting back here in the fourth quarter, trailing the Bulls 97-93 with five minutes to go. And Monday Night Football is at the two-minute warning. Seattle up 7-3 on the Saints. The only touchdown in that one, an 84-yard long bomb from Geno Smith to DK Metcalf. Reed Wilkins with you. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Thanks for sharing some of your memorabilia stories at 780-496-0063, texting or calling the hotline for certain... professional grade building materials. That's where we will go now to welcome to the show Jack Cookson from Pro Am Sports. Hey Jack, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, sir?
0: Reed, I am fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Is October not the best sports month of the year? It's ridiculously good.
1: October's uh yeah, for me that's a good that's a good topic. Because to me it's kind of a toss up between October or I guess late March, early April, because the hockey playoffs start, and I really like the Masters. And I yeah. used to really be into the NCAA basketball tournament, though I, I don't follow it nearly as as closely uh, uh, as I used to. But I, 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 to me, it's a toss up: October versus April.
0: Yeah, I I would I would agree that it's kind of a one one a uh, situation uh, between October and and that uh, March April. With baseball getting underway, but you got the World Series about to start. Uh, you got me on to talk about memorabilia tonight because I clearly see you can't get Tom Brady because I'm watching him on the Manning Cast right now, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's just phenomenal. Oh, by the way, the Oilers are five and zero. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, which is outstanding. Which which I want to talk to you about Oilers stuff as it ties to memorabilia and pro amp sports as well. But but I want to use the Brady ball situation as the jumping off point and quickly to summarize it just in case someone's joining us late brady throws his 600th touchdown pass mike evans mike evans gives the ball to a fan then the buccaneers say wait a minute that's a historic ball i think an equipment guy goes and gets it back the the fans fine about it he now says he would like to golf with tom brady but i see some you know social media and stories being written that if, if this ball would have gone to auction, it could have fetched at least half a million dollars. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm thinking, like, how do they know that already? How like, how, how can they so quickly speculate on the value of the ball? How does that number get assigned to something so quickly?
0: Well, he, there are some uh, career balls uh, out there already um, from his Patriot days that uh, sold in the over $400,000 plus range. And... Quite frankly, read what's happened in the last year and a half is we've all been uh, uh, cocooning uh, because of COVID. Uh, there has been a monstrous uh, spike in interest and because of that interest pricing in high-end memorabilia. I mean, just yesterday, like literally yesterday in the last 24 hours, Sotheby's, uh, sold, uh, a pair of Michael Jordan's, uh, uh, Nike rookie shoes, uh, that he, for uh, 1.4 million with the hammer fee. Uh, and that, and that, those are all us dollars and that's just yesterday. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I honestly think that that, that $500,000 guesstimate that was floating around today, uh, might actually be on the light side.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, I did not see that story about the shoes. So Jor, what, Jordan was a rookie, 80, was either 83 or 84 or 84, 84, 84, 80, 84 so, yeah, 84. 37 years old. They must smell. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I but, don't think the buyer cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so do you, do you think this young man, like, should have he held on to that ball or do you understand the quarterback for his favorite team? And it's Tom Brady comes and says, Hey man, like, can you, can you give the ball? Like, do you kind of understand what happened in the moment there?
0: Exactly. You said it uh, perfectly in the moment. Um, You know, you catch that ball or you get that ball handed to you by Mike Evans. Like, Oh my God, this is awesome. You know, you're probably, whoever you're with is on the phone with uh, somebody to say, "Uh, yeah, yeah, that's us on TV and um and then all of a sudden somebody uh comes and says hey uh would you uh, do us a solid here and as i understand it he was given another game used ball obviously not uh, a record ball from that game and a thousand dollar gift card to the uh the uh, buccaneers team shop and i think in hindsight you know after people probably said whoa whoa what were you thinking uh uh, he's probably thinking he made a bit of a mistake, and I'm guessing with the crush of media that has come out today, uh, something bigger and better will come his way. In fact, uh, Tom Brady even said in his post game press conference, uh, probably before he even knew that the, the negoc- what the negotiation entailed with uh, with the young man. He talked about a couple of jerseys and, and something like something else. So I'm I would assume that the uh, the ante will be up and, and that would, be, that would be pretty cool to, to golf uh, with Tom Brady uh, somewhere in, uh, in Florida.
1: Yeah, that'd be a neat personal experience as opposed to owning something, not that having memorabilia isn't pretty cool. I'm glad to have you on because even though I, I cover sports for a living, I've never been a huge memorabilia guy myself. Certainly I see the, the stories. I did get to interview Todd McFarlane last year, and he talked about buying the 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 bonds baseballs and you know kind of he had to do that to get his name out there and prove that he had the money and was a serious guy you know with the movers and the shakers and you i'm glad you mentioned the shoes so what's out there right now that somebody might be sitting on that is worth a ton or maybe people are holding their breath for it to go to auction i mean you're the expert with this what 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 are we looking at here
0: well, it just—it's all about hap, you know timing and circumstance and and, uh, and enthusiasm. I, I, the the market for modern day memorabilia, and I'll I'll use you know those those Jordan shoes as modern day, uh, has just exploded, and it's because a, a generation of young kids. Um, not somebody old like me uh, who grew up uh, in a, a little bit earlier in the in the seventies and into the eighties. Uh, watched uh, the Last Dance last year with uh, you know the Jordan and the Bulls on on Netflix a tremendous documentary. If you haven't seen it, you, you gotta watch it. Whoever uh, yep. might not be, uh, uh, have seen it yet. But anyway, because of that, uh, interest in, in, Jordan memorabilia, uh, started to spike. And again, this is right around that, that time with, uh, COVID and we're all at home. So it's, it's that nineties, eighties, nineties, and, and even, in, even into today's memorabilia that, that is, that is skyrocketing. So it's, it's, I don't know where it'll end or if it'll end. It's, it certainly uh, has uh, established itself as an alternative investment uh, for, for people today. But my recommendation with, with anything is buy the best of the best. And at the time that Todd McFarlane paid $3 million for that uh, historic McGuire ball, he thought he was buying the best of the best, and obviously, a couple of years later, Bonds passed it with the home run record, and and then beyond that, all of the the steroid accusations come out. So that ball has actually dropped a great deal. In fact, that entire collection that he bought has dropped. But Tom McFarland will tell you he got his money's worth from a publicity oh, yeah. standpoint. So. That's exactly, um, what, he
1: I, that exactly yeah. what he told
0: me. That is exactly what he told me. Well, there you go. I mean, at the end of the day, I remember being at a trade show in Las Vegas many moons ago, and the balls were on display. Uh, and people couldn't tell you who t- – Tom McFarlane could have been standing beside half the people that were looking at these balls, and they wouldn't have known who, uh, who it was. But because of the, those uh, that memorabilia collection – Uh, It got him exactly what he wanted. It it got him an entry into uh, some media circles, and and the publicity grew from there, and his entertainment company skyrocketed after that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I would have known who Todd McFarlane was because Jack, the some of the most valuable things I own would be comics that he drew because I was collecting amazing spider-man when he started drawing them and they introduced venom and all that kind of stuff so it's funny well,
0: you, you, you said and and quite frankly so what's what's valuable these days uh, at, at the shop you know we're doing sewing on on vintage jerseys that have not been available been made available for many moons now and some of the most sought after are uh, that oil man jersey with the uh, the, the oil man patches on the, on the shelf and uh, even to a higher extent, because it was a, an alt jersey, it was the McFarlane uh, uh, Spawn-inspired jersey that that the Oilers wore. It's amazing how many people are are looking for those on the resale market. So it it isn't about one point five million dollar uh, Michael Jordan shoes. Uh, that's the stuff that that gets the the worldwide notoriety. We're all nerds about something. You just established yourself as a nerd about. Uh, comics. Uh, I, I, I like bobbleheads. I'm looking at a, a San Francisco giant bobblehead collection that my wife just shakes her head at when she comes into my office in the basement. Um, so we're all nerds about something. Uh, and it just, it, at the end of the day, it's that tangible connection between you and the emotional connection you've made with a player. A team, an event, a moment, uh, or you know, in your case, a, a comic. Uh, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone because uh, comics have, have skyrocketed. Uh, that's way beyond my wheelhouse, but comics have skyrocketed in the last year and a half as well.
1: Jack Cookson from ProMap Sports joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, so let me let me go here before I let you go. And thanks for being so generous with your time in in the world of the nhl i mean look you're a you're a memorabilia store in edmonton so hey what player but it mcdavid like is he the number one guy north america wide right now if people are looking for hockey merch or is that still you know more an edmonton centric comment just because i covered the orders like what, how does that work
0: no you you you're right it, it it's it's ninety seven uh uh good old ninety nine um is is uh, is is pretty popular uh as well um you know he's he's the michael jordan of today or you know gretzky is and, and lebron and and uh and mcdavid i guess you could liken that from a from a basketball uh uh comparison but yeah ninety seven is something that that we sell twelve months of the year uh it, it, his prices have steadily increased. Um, but you know there's there's investments that are out there, Leon Dreisidel, I mean, we've got a, a signing coming up with Mark Messier uh, pretty quick and and the uh, the items coming in for for that event uh, have been uh, uh, sho- well not shockingly, but it, it's amazing what's come out of people's uh, memorabilia collections to, to have uh, uh, Mark sign in the next uh, ten days. so um, yeah, I, I guess. To, to, to cut short the long-windedness. Uh, McDavid, you cannot go wrong. He's the best of the best.
1: I'm going to throw one more at you because I'm just double-checking your website, and if people don't already know it, they probably do, but it's very simple. Proamsports.ca. How how big was, or is it still, that Ethan Bear jersey where his name was in
0: Cree? <laughs> um, he, his Euler jerseys? are still top 5 for us and um read uh, before uh this summer's trade I cannot remember the last time that we sold a uh a Carolina Hurricanes jersey um part of that probably goes to 2006 and the animosity that this marketplace has. But, uh, today we, we sold the uh, two Ethan bear syllabics jerseys, uh, which probably, uh, pro sports. My brother gets the, the credit. He worked with Ethan's family to develop that. Uh, that, that was us. Um, not a lot of people know that, but, uh, it was us that, that, uh, showed it to Ethan for the first time and, and it made hockey history with, uh, that language, uh, on, uh, his, uh, his back honoring his heritage. And anyway, I, we saw those things everywhere, Dubai, Australia, uh, all over Europe, just about every U.S. state. But since his move to, uh, to Carolina, um, we are, are doing Carolina hurricane jerseys like we've never done hurricane jerseys. So that's, that's, that has a lot about Ethan Bear the guy uh, as well as the story and the enthusiasm for a great uh, story.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for, sh- thanks for sharing that and, and for letting everybody know how what a big part pro Am Sports was of that. Okay, so uh, Pro-AmSports.ca on the web. Remind everybody where the physical store is, too, if they want to visit you.
0: We, do you have 30 seconds for one quick story?
1: If, oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead.
0: Okay, here is a great piece of irony. Uh, in, you know, it, it's almost Seinfeld-esque. I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, but you know how this episode kind of yeah. circled around. Um, Tom Brady, we're talking about the, the, why I came on tonight was the Tom Brady ball. Uh, and we talk about famous uh, home run balls and so on. Do you know who caught uh, Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run uh, to, when he passed uh, uh, Babe Ruth? Uh, you probably don't. It was way back in 74. It was Tom House who was in the bullpen for the Atlanta Braves and uh, how this comes full circle. Uh, Tom house uh, is a pitching and uh, quarterback throwing coach who has worked with Tom Brady.
1: That's amazing. I did not know that. Okay.
0: Long-winded, long-winded and full circle. There you go. Uh, And and to answer your question, uh, we're on uh, St. Albert trail, just a block north of the yellowhead.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Jack, we'll see you soon, man. Thank, we should do this more often. This was really fun, and I think people. I'm, I'm like available anytime.
0: My wife throws me in the basement, and I, I'm, I'm available talk any evening.
1: Well, I'm in my I, I'm in my basement too. I got the football game on the TV right beside me, much like you do. So we got something in common. <laughs> Thanks
0: for there you doing go. this, Jack. <laughs> Have a great night.
1: That is Jack Cookson from Pro ab Sports. That was really fun. So a little bit there on uh, on pricey memorabilia. And uh, and jerseys and footballs and baseballs. That was really cool to have Jack on the show. We're going to talk about a radio invasion when we get back. Tyler Boyd has it for a short gain out to the 34 yard line. Again, impressive coverage by Anthony Avery. What what are you doing?
2: What are you doing?
0: Third down and six. Burrow in the shotgun.
1: Ravens punch six along the defensive front. Burrow takes the snap.
0: Blitz pressure coming. He's flushed in the pocket. Throws deep. Near side. It is broken up. Complete at the 40-yard line. T. Higgins was the target. Anthony Averett had great coverage. And that is going to force the punt team on. If you were listening, you heard Femi say, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was not talking to the players or the coaches. We actually had a fan who was trying to climb into the broadcast booth. She said, I'm a veteran and I'm looking for a drink. Yeah, I don't serve uh, drinks at the game. I might make some cocktails at home, but this is not the right time or place. You just never know what's going to pop up or who's going to show up on game day. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Cast yesterday, Baltimore Ravens, they were playing the Bengals. Jerry Sandusky and Femi Ayan-Badejo. A a fan was trying to crawl into the radio booth to get a drink. (laughs) That has never happened to me. (laughs) That is an interesting one. All right, just quickly updating a couple of scores here before I go. The Capitals do beat the Senators 7-5. Flames beat the Rangers 5-1. Hurricanes are 5-0, just like the Oilers. They beat the Maple Leafs 4-1. Maple Leafs dropped to 2-4-1. The uh, Raptors are four points behind the Bulls, one ten 10 6 with nine seconds to go. And the Monday is about to start the second half. Saints up 10-7 on the Seahawks. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy is your studio producer. My name's Reed. Talk to you tomorrow at 6. Take care, everybody. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.